0: listening to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with host Shereen Rice on the CWR Talk Network.
1: Good evening, this is Shereen Rice of Making a Difference About Domestic Violence. My goal for this show is to educate and help in the healing journey for those that are suffering from domestic abuse. I'm pre-recording tonight so you won't be able to call in, but if you would like to get in touch with me, uh, you can email me at shireen cwr@gmail.com. Let me spell that out for you: f h a r e e n e c w r at gmail.com. We can discuss this topic or other ones, whatever you'd like to talk about, and I'd love to hear from you. Just a reminder: my uh, domestic violence conference will be October 16th and 17th at Tuacon in Ivins, Utah. Uh, check-in times are at 8 to 9, and speakers will commence speaking at 9 o'clock, and we'll go till 4 on Friday. And then go till six on Saturday, so we got some extra speakers on Saturday. This is the only DV conference. Oh, I thought this was going to be the only DV conference, but well, my dear friend Susie up in Salt Lake is now having one, also the week before mine, which is fine because I love her and I love her her group. So this was going to be the only DV conference in Utah, but not any longer. <laughs> <laughs> okay you can go to the website dvaconference.com and register we have some great speakers lined up ashley martledge always opens up my conference Susie, uh she's the executive director of pictar again she's amazing she has um, a talk on friday and on saturday rob latham a lawyer here in uh, washington county utah again he's amazing he's going to be speaking again. Uh, he's going to be speaking twice, one on Friday, one on Saturday. And he has two uh, great topics. And I also have Susan Mingle. She is new this year and will be sharing with us how she won a big uh, court battle uh, against her abuser. And I have several others, uh, just amazing speakers. So please join us. Uh, it is free if you attend. Um, I will be filming the speakers. And so uh, I will try to put them on my um, But also I have a a YouTube page now, so I'm going to try to put on there as well. So definitely join us one of those ways, okay? I would like to remind everyone that our show is every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 Mountain, 8 Central through October. And then I'll be going twice a month until I finish my dissertation. And then... It'll only be twice a month. (laughs) It's a lot of work. And my show can also be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and iHeartRadio if you subscribe to those services. If you want a direct link to those services, you may go to the CWR homepage on the website, cwrtalknetwork.com, and click on the logo for that service. If at any time you experience a trigger by this topic, please call the national hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. 1-800-799-7233 one 800 And this topic may be triggering for, for some of you. I have a great show tonight. I'll be talking to Melanie Inzinger, and she will talk about the murder of her daughter, Caitlin, and how it was even possible for Caitlin's husband to be released from jail. With charges against him piling up, Melanie and her daughter didn't believe he would be bailed out. However, he ended up being let out of jail without bail. He was set free on a personal recognizance bond, it was. Uh, it is now a Melanie's mission to get a law passed in her daughter's name, Caitlin's Law, in Texas. And I'd like to actually see that throughout the United States. Um, and this would ensure that the violent offenders like Caitlin's husband won't slip through the cracks and be released from jail with no accountability. I'm going to go to a public service announcement. Emily, we'll be right back with Melanie.
0: This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic
1: Safety Administration. Welcome back. This is Shereen Rice at Making a Difference About Domestic Violence, and we are going to be talking to Melanie Infinger. Um, She's happily a mother of uh, two daughters and a grandmother to her granddaughter with another grandchild on the way when her life changed forever. Uh, She was thrown into a spotlight when her pregnant daughter, Caitlin, was murdered by her abusive husband. Melanie remains devoted to her grandchildren and to the memory of her daughter as she fights for the bail law change in Texas, Caitlin's Law. Uh, This would put accountability back in the criminal justice system, so no family will have to go through the horror that her family has had to endure. Uh, Welcome, Melanie. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, well, you know our first question is uh if you could share with us the story of what happened to your daughter Caitlin at the hands of her husband? yes,
0: my beautiful daughter caitlin who um was just amazing um she uh so just a wonderful mother wonderful wonderful daughter I mean she was my everything my best friend um she a wonderful sister, just uh, twenty years old um really i mean she was pregnant. She was, you know, just we were planning her gender reveal, um, she was just you know really excited about this uh, new baby um we had just found out that it was um probably going to be a boy they did um we just did an ultrasound um which is a little bit sooner than they would have done the ultrasound that they would have definitely told us for sure it was the right gender but the doctor kind of circled and said that you know we're pretty sure it's a boy but we're going to find out for sure in a few weeks and so um they gave me the envelope you know so we were really excited to do the gender reveal um and uh so, you know, um, she, but she was in um, a, a, you know, a, a, she was, wasn't an abusive relationship. Um, her husband who she had only been with for about a year and a half, um, uh, the, she was murdered in August, August 3rd. And, uh, we didn't know that about the domestic abuse. We didn't know that she was, um, she was being, I mean, you know, the violence was happening towards her until February. Um, we knew, um he had killed a cat prior to that um one of her kittens um her she loved cats absolutely loved cats and they had gotten a kitten and randomly he um faced in um one day she walked out of the bedroom and heard the cat squeal and went back in there and he had killed the cat so um just randomly the, of the day one day I mean it was very very concerning um obviously um you know, from that moment on, um, I was, uh, you know, constantly, you know, worried and thinking like people who kill cats kill people. And um, I, she was, uh, you know, pregnant at the time with Alexis, um, her daughter. Um, and I just remember telling her, like, what is he going to do to your daughter? Like, what is he going to do to you? Like, if he can bash a cat's face in for no reason, I mean, not that there's ever a reason to kill a cat. But I just was thinking like, did he snap? Like, did the cat bite him? Like what, you know, what happened? And she just could not give me, I mean, she said, mom, like, that's the thing. Nothing happened. Like, you know, he wasn't provoked. He wasn't like, you know, nothing happened to cause him to kill the cat. So um, it was just, yeah, very concerning. So up to that point, like I said, we had killed the cat. So we were concerned Um, but, uh, never had she told me that he had, um, abused her until, um, a night in February. Um, when I got a phone call, um, I had an overnight job at the time. I got a phone call at like two in the morning, um, that she was in the car with my parents. Um, and that, uh, she was on her way to the ER and, uh, she said, I don't, you know, um, and I immediately was like, I'm on my way. Like, I mean, like, oh my gosh, she's like, no, mom, it's fine. I'm with Nana. She was with my mom and, She was like – she sent me a picture um, where he had absolutely, I mean, beat the – I mean, beat her to a pulp. I mean, like – I mean, her face – was Swollen almost beyond recognition. I mean, um, like you know, two black eyes, um, looked like her nose was broken. I mean, it she looked like just it was awful. I mean, I immediately just broke down and just was like, Oh my gosh, like you have got to press charges, like you cannot let him get away with this, Caitlin. Like you have to leave him. I mean, of course, like I was just freaking out, you know, and she's like, Mom, you know, it's fine, he just took it too far this time. And when she said that. I knew that it had been going on. She, and she said, and that's when, you know, it wasn't until that moment that she was started to open up with me and tell me the truth after this happened. And he, she had said that the abuse had been going on um, about every weekend. She said um, uh, for a while before that happened, but it just had never gotten as bad, this bad. Um, um, I have so, a question. You know, to the you. Pre-
1: uh-huh? uh, how, how long was she married before um, the abuse started? And I'm talking about mental abuse. Um. Oh, oh. Well,
0: they weren't together long at all before we saw the red flags with um the, you know, the jealousness, the control, the isolation. Um. I mean, we saw all those red flags before the physical abuse started. Um. Yeah, right. Right. It was very and concerned. So, yeah.
1: Like, is that like a month into it? Two months into it? Oh. A week? Oh. Yeah. Definitely. I would say
0: about a month, and that's about a month into it. Yeah. Um. And for that month, um. I mean he was over the top sweet over the top, you know, like just, they were like, you know, I mean, throwing the L word, you know, really fast. I mean, they were just, you yeah. know, I love you. I love you. Like everything and more. I mean, oh, it yeah. was like, he came to, he came to me and asked permission to date her. I mean, he was just a real big, um, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, she was just had never met anyone so nice. And that's what she remember yeah. telling me. Like, she's just like, she's like, good Oh, yeah. I mean, he, she was just like, mom, like, I'm, you know, he's just so nice. He, he surprised me at work. And like, you know, he just would, She would, he would do things and being older and having myself been in relationships, you know, that were abusive. I knew the red flags. And I'm like, thinking, Oh, gosh, please, God, like, you know, because I know the manipulation, I know the narcissism. Um, right. And I saw them. And then when they he met my parents, my parents really saw the red flags. Like they were like, oh, no, something's not right with this guy. Like, this guy's bad news. Like, I don't know. We don't trust him. Like, I mean, there's something about him. They just got a really weird vibe off of him. And, um, and, and they moved in together fast. Um, it was very fast. They got tattoos of each other's names on their arms, um, like, within about a month and a half of knowing each other um, you know, she, he, she got pregnant about probably three, three and a half months into the relationship. Um, and, and it just went from there. I mean, they got married about three months later, three or four months later. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the the mental abuse started, like I said, about a month into it. Um, and, uh, so, so yeah, the so the abuse. Um, she in February the assault ha- that you know where she sent to the ER happened. She um did have police come to the you know the police were there at the hospital. They tried to have her press the charges. We tried to have her press charges. Um, everyone tried. The doctors. And she was just, no, no, like I'm, I'm not pressing charges. Like you can stop, you know, asking me to do that. You know, she first thought she thought she was going to, and the car when she was to my parents. She said she was going to, then she changed her mind when she got to the hospital, when she kind of started to kind of come in more too, she was, and I know it was fear. It was absolutely fear. Um, and she thought he was going to change. I mean, she absolutely thought he was going to change. I mean, well, she you know, I felt like, was that, yeah, It's
1: because the person, you know, why that is, because they, the person that she fell in love with, isn't this crazy person. It's another guy, and uh, the guy that he showed her he was, and so she keeps thinking, oh, he just had a bad day, or oh, he just had a bad, you know, too many drinks. That we rationalize it, of course, right?
0: Oh, that's exactly what she would do. I mean, she would, and even like she would rationalize anything he would do she would you know get defense mode and she would you know try to protect him and oh no mom it's not that bad or oh mom he's going to change or mom we're young but, you know mom just let me like you know let me live let me learn through my mistakes like i, I don't need you to keep lecturing me about it because I, I don't know how many times i told her i know this is not going to end well like this is not i mean it's towards the end um, after he beat her up in February. Um, so I knew he was capable of killing her. I mean, I absolutely was in. When he killed the cat, I thought he was capable. But when he did what he did to her in February, and I, I knew I saw how bad it, that he it, you know, it could have easily killed her that night. And so um, I, I so she did. Um, it, it, after that assault happened in February, it, it didn't take it wasn't even like, Hours we were home from the hospital before he was on the phone, um, calling her, promising her the world, saying he was gonna go get help, saying that he was gonna do this, and you know, on and on. And she, I mean, she just she went right back to him. I mean, right back to him. It was just yeah. like, I mean, I was like crying, I was freaking out. No, like, you're you cannot go back to him. And she's like, Mom, i got this, like, he's gonna change. And so that happened in February and um and 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 the and she like i said she started she was a little more honest with me about it um and she, uh, and because I, I knew it was happening she would call me more um to um get her cuz she didn't drive um she didn't she didn't drive she didn't want to drive um and uh that was a problem too i was fearful because she that was a control thing when she was wanting to get her license i felt like he was um She was telling me she didn't want to, but I think that that was something I had a feeling, and I have a feeling that it was kind of him not wanting her to, because once she moved about, I was 45 minutes away, he moved her a few months before she was murdered um, way far away from us, and they they used to live a few blocks away from us, and so I think he was doing his best to get her as far from us as possible, because he knew, we knew how bad it was,
1: and oh, isolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's step back a, a bit on the when they killed the cat, she called the police.
0: No. They she did not call the police. Um that that cat, um, she this wasn't the only cat that she he killed because the oh, uh, when right. she was assaulted. Yeah, so in February that's when the assault happened, she went to the ER, she didn't press charges. They um, you know, I get the abuse continued. Um, you know, she left him a few times, like, you know, before she was murdered and came, you know, with with me and then just kept taking him back. Um, the abuse continued. Um, I, 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 she always had a safe haven here. She knew that. I made, it, I made and then it got towards the end where she did not want to tell me anymore because she was so tired of me, you know, talking and saying, you know, that I wanted her to leave him. And, you know, oh my gosh, like she just didn't want to hear it anymore. It got to where she was like, you know what, mom? Because she was, kept telling me i'm you know that i'm giving him one more chance like if he does it one more time it's over but it kept happening and so point where she was like well mom i'm gonna quit you know telling you things because of your reaction and i'm like uh, she's and i and i i had to finally come to terms with you know what i need her to know she has a safe place to come and i just need to back off because i was losing her more and more um and it was you know he he moved her away from me the abuse right. was continuing, and then it, yeah. uh, she didn't want to hear me anymore. So she did. She would come. I got the last few times that the abuse was going on, uh, or they would even just fights or whatever. She would call me up and be like, "Or uh, you know, mom, hey, can you come get me? But I don't want. I don't want you to ask me any questions. I just I need a safe place to go. So that's kind of you know where we were at. Um, that's cool. and then yeah, that's where we were at. Yeah, exactly. I seen, I was like, you know what, if, if, if if I just need to just keep my mouth shut and it means I'm keeping her safe, then I absolutely will do that. So, um, so, but it, a few times, a few times that I, I had to, you know, I was like, look, I know, I know, I'm, I know you don't want to hear this, you know, but I can't go to sleep tonight. unless I just get it off my mind. I love you, but hear me out. So I did do that a few times because I was her mom and I just couldn't sleep until I just let her know how I felt, but I was like, you can take it or leave it. But, um, so that was kind of where we were. Um, so anyway, so leading up to um, the awful, uh, horrible, tra- uh, tragic uh, ending of her life was um, uh, I-, I basically the Wednesday before Saturday she was murdered. Wednesday morning, I got a phone call from her that um, she had informed me that she had been in a hotel um, the prior two days because um, he had beat her up on Monday. And uh, she... I had. She didn't tell me. I didn't know until this moment. She was like, "Hey, I didn't tell you, but you know, um, you know, he beat me up. I got a hotel. I came home. She was like, I came back to the apartment, and I walked in, and um, he had killed their other another kitten. He had. Um, she had just gotten it. Um, she, the kitten was not just tortured, but it was. Uh, he put it in a bag of bleach. Um, um, oh so, I don't. Yeah, I mean, just absolutely horrible. So she called the cops to have him arrested for the cat. She said, "Mom, they want to. They wouldn't arrest him for the cat. So I told them to arrest him for beating me up Monday." And so they arrested him on assault charges. Well. I immediately, like, I was on my way to work. I mean, I immediately, you know, said, I'm on my way to your apartment. You know, um, I'll call in work. She's like, because she asked me to please come to her apartment to help her clean up from where he had killed the cat and just help her kind of get the the apartment cleaned and she was just getting a better mindset. And so I was like, absolutely. So I started driving over there, and I had a good 40-minute drive. So I called the SPCA because I was on fire of why in the world they wouldn't have arrested him for the cat. I'm glad they arrested him on assault charges, but I'm thinking in my head – animal cruelty and killing a cat. People who kill cats, kill people. Like that's a felony charge. So I'm like, well, you know, I'm thinking to myself that would have made a difference. I mean, it it might've made a difference if he had this, not just a domestic abuse, but the animal killing an animal on his record. So they immediately went to the apartment. The SPCA said, no, that is absolutely going to be an open investigation. They went and um, retrieved the cat out of the dumpster and um, opened up a case. Um, So, But he never was charged with that, with that, you know, the, the animal. Um, So uh, anyways, so he was arrested on assault charges um, on that Wednesday. And, uh, you know, me and her were in constant contact. I mean, um, I just had this feeling, I just was so scared. Um, I remember telling her that Wednesday, you know, he got arrested being in her department and just like saying, you have to leave this apartment. Like, you just got to get out. Like, you got to leave. He's, he knows where you are, Caitlin, like, I mean, you can say it's over, but he's going to get out of jail, like, one, you know, sooner or later, and he's going to come back to this apartment, and she's right. like, mom, I'm not leaving my, she didn't want to leave her apartment, that was her apartment, that was, her money paid for that apartment, he didn't work, she supported them, it was her first apartment, If she wanted, you know, she was pregnant, she had her sweet baby girl, you know, who was eight months old at the time, she was just, she's a very strong woman. She was very independent, very strong. Cause I mean, I was a single mom my whole life with them. And, you know, so I raised them, you know, you know, she just, she had a really good, she was strong and she, she, you know, just become a mom eight months prior. And she just, her life, you know, she was just, she was a found it was finding meaning. And, you know, and she just really felt like, you know, he's arrested. I'm starting over. She didn't want to let him have that upper hand and like, you know, him, be, right. you know, make her leave her apartment. And right, so she and I was agree. like, I'm not leaving
1: the apartment. Her, mm-hmm. Yeah. And too often we are have to leave our homes or quit our jobs or move far away because we cannot be kept safe by law enforcement. No,
0: absolutely not. And, the, and her death, um, sadly, is an example of that because uh, we never in a million years. She told me, I mean, um, she didn't want to leave the apartment. I, I talked to her um, Thursday. Um, I took off work and I went and got the baby from her. Um, because I just said, what can I do to help you? You know, what can I, you know, do you need rest? You know, and she's like, and I said, can I come get Alexis? She's like, yes, you can come get Alexis. Like, I don't help. So I came and got the baby Thursday and that was the last time I saw her. Um, I will never forget it. Um, just remember giving her that last hug and telling her how much I loved her and that I was here. If she needed anything to call me, I didn't hear what time it was. Um, and she's like, mom, it's going to be fine. She was like, I have a plan. She's like, you know, um, he's facing a felony and three misdemeanors. There's no way he's getting out of jail. Um, and she said no one's going to bail him out, so she wasn't worried about that. So
1: and I just she put still in the pit. On him?
0: Yeah, she had a protective order. The, the, yeah. she did have a protective order um, after this assault charge. So um, we never in a million years saw he get out ever. Um, Can you, And uh, even you- though
1: I. Can I just input something real quick? Um I don't know if you know who Kit Gruel is. Um she helped create the movie Private Violence and she's been doing uh, you know advocacy work for I don't know probably 50 years, 40 years, I don't know, a long time. And um she walked into a radio station with a pile of um restraining orders and he said, "What is this?" She goes, "That's what we call last will and testament."
0: Wow yeah yeah it it doesn't it 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 didn't do any it didn't do anything um at all i mean for this uh they didn't protect i mean they, it's it was a piece of paper to him i mean it wasn't um and she he, she his manipulative ways absolutely um you know is what she was gonna meet him at the apartment i mean she was gonna like he wanted it he wanted he had called her well i so said he this is what this is stuff we've been told so this is stuff um they have her phone they have the records but what we've been told is a phone call she was actually that morning that saturday morning um i had alexis i talked to her early that morning she was going to come get alexis from the house um her stepmom had just drove in her uh from louisiana um sadly caitlin's dad passed away when she was 14 um but her stepmom is still a big part of her life and so she was going to come and get the baby um to take some off of her and bring her to louisiana so she could and for you know like i don't know a so few days or whatever um and so they both they all came to my house i had left for work 30 minutes before she came and got alexis and how i wish I was not went to work that morning as early as I did. I, I absolutely knowing now what, um, she was was murdered. I've replayed that in my head 10,000 times, wishing I would, I would have just waited for her to come get Alexis, but I was trying to get into work so I could get off earlier. And, um, yeah. So anyway, so I, uh, my parents though had the baby, my parents had come over, had come over, they live next door. And so she, they just said, they had never seen her so happy that she was glowing that morning. They said that she was so just, they just couldn't believe, like, she looked so good. They said that just the the way she was, you know, acting, just, they said, that they just remember looking back at those moments with her, those last moments, and just, they were, they, like, she left, and they were just like, wow, like, she's really doing good. Like, you know, she's, it's, it's really over, like, it's like, she was, she had, already had his parents come and get his stuff out of the apartment you know she's like was had made her decision that it was really over at this time and you know it, it was it was done and she had a plan and she was and she was happy in those last moments of her life she was so happy um and that does give me you know some peace um but um she you know was starting over unfortunately because of our up system um, she wasn't, you know, given that chance to live her life, um, and start over, right. um, because, because that Saturday I'm at work and I get a phone call and it's an unknown number. And, um, I had just gotten the phone call after like a few minutes before that, like literally like 30 minutes that, um, the, from the stepmom, that he, that she knew he had gotten out. Um, and, uh, and so I was freaking out um, and I'd been trying to, she's like, you need to keep trying to call Caitlin. We're not able to get her. Like, you know, we've been trying to call her. We're all, we have the baby. We're on our way to Louisiana, but she's not answering her phone. So I'm like, what? And I'm like, so I'm, I'm calling her number. I'm texting her, calling her, texting her, calling her, and not getting any response. And he used to always take her phone when they would fight. Like, and this was a common thing. So I'm thinking like they got in a fight, he took her phone. So um, when I got an unknown number, you know, I immediately told my parents, ultimately my parents, and um, I said, i got to answer this. I said, because it could be Caitlin, you know, calling me from someone else's phone. And um, I, I answered the phone, and um, they immediately just said, um, is this Miss ascendinger? And I just knew. At that moment, I just knew. And I just said, who is this? And they said, have they called you about Caitlin? And I said, no, what are you talking about? And they, said, um, and they said, oh, we don't, we don't normally do this this way. Hold on. We're going to have to call you back in five minutes. So basically, it was the medical examiner not knowing. I didn't know already. They had thought I was contacted. I was never contacted. Um, so I had to sit. I was screaming for them to tell me to please tell me what he did to my baby. And I just said, please tell me. And they wouldn't tell me. They called me back. And she said, I'm so sorry to tell you that your daughter was pronounced dead at the medical center after Alex stabbed her to death um, 20 times, mainly in the abdomen, and slit her throat. And, um, yeah, and um, she was um, roughly four months pregnant, and... um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, I just literally for that five minutes was on the floor, screaming, knowing that my baby was gone before they ever told me. I just knew, and um, yeah. So, um, I, I, mean, everything goes in slow motion. Everything just in that moment, it's just you, you, you never think. You know, Caitlin was a big into true crime. Like she got me into true crime. I mean. I used to pray that, that it would make her like leave him. I used to pray the more true crime she watched it, maybe one of these shows was like, she would open her eyes up and realize that she's living a lot of these, you know, lives that the, you would see in these stories that, you know, they get killed. And I just remember like praying that she would like leave him and maybe, and I don't know if that's one of the reasons why she did finally like, you know, up and leave him, you know, I've, but um anyways. um So, yeah. So um we never thought in a million years, um, I I remember just being so mad because I thought someone had bailed him out. I just, I mean, after the initial shock, you know, um, I just was my first thing is like, uh, you know, whose fault is it? Like, who let him Uh, out? Like, yeah, I just started naming off people, thinking that someone paid bail on him. Like, who in the world would do that? And and then it wasn't until the, the Pasadena Chief Police. Bruger, um, who's an amazing, and he's um, he's just he's been amazing through all this. He went on TV and did um, a televised, you know, thing um, to the public, uh, basically pointing the finger at Harris County and about the PR bonds and saying that uh, that Alex, Caitlin's husband, was already out on a PR bond and then they gave him another PR bond on this assault charge. That, and then, I mean, with about 18 hours later, um, you know, stabbed Caitlin to death after getting out of jail. And I'm like, what is he talking about? I didn't even know what a PR bond was. It wasn't until I saw him on the news that I knew something wasn't right. And so I, I started doing my research and calling the D. I, I mean, I started just calling everybody like, what is, he, what is he talking about? And um, And basically I found out that, you know, he didn't have to to pay any cash like he didn't have to pay a bond he didn't the da asked for a high bond the da asked for a fifty thousand dollar bond for him and then he went before a magistrate and the magistrate just said okay you can get out i mean you just promised to come back to court so he had an open dwi from just a few months prior an open hit and run um you know those were open cases when caitlin was murdered um, when she got that assault charge on that Wednesday before she was murdered, then she was let out. He was let out on another PR bond. He already had two open cases for a DWI. That's a violent crime in itself. I mean, and then a judge is—you just you go and assault your wife and kill your cat, and then you're just gonna and you just get get him a slap on a slap on the wrist. And I, can, I call it a get out of jail free card. I mean, it's basically a, that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. you're not being held accountable. I mean, you're you can go commit crimes and And just not have to pay anything and not have any consequences, jail is gonna let you out to go commit more crimes, and they're gonna let you out to go murder people because that's was exactly that, what happened was to that Caitlin.
1: Dead removed from his seat nope that's a problem
0: from my knowledge, nothing has happened um
1: nothing at all has happened um I mean, you know, I, it's I remember the to know who was sitting over his case when he was released
0: yeah i, I would love to know oh from in, it's. I've been told by many people um, in the system that there's not a there, there's nothing in place to look that to show that they've even checked his criminal history before letting him out. I mean, it's almost as if I, I honestly, since this happened, I've so many times said I just felt like this judge and these magistrates it's like a job it's just a job to them like they're just signing off on a paper and they're just not even looking at these people like they're just not even looking at these criminals and that these are criminals
1: these are violent criminals like the hello the, let me ask he- another question when he when his name is brought up because the judges they look at a computer right when his name is brought up a list of stuff doesn't come up with that name
0: uh, I have been told that there is not a system in place um, that looks at their criminal history. That that is not that that is that's, that is that is part of Caitlin's law that we um, are put, are trying to put into place. That there will be some sort of risk management um, system that will look at that they have to look at and consider their criminal history before letting them have a a, a PR bond. Not to mention. Back to back PR bonds. I mean, Taylor um, yeah. is not the only one. I mean, it happens all the time. People are getting murdered. I um, mean, then they're pulling up these these people's history, and it's like, what? Taylor had two, three, four PR bonds. I mean, it's just like what? Like these, they I mean, risking their lives to arrest these criminals for what? You know? I mean, it's like they're risking their lives, and they're going before a judge. Are a magistrate and they're just letting these criminals out to, the, to go, you know, just commit more crimes and worse crimes. Um, so there's no accountability, and that's what um, Caitlin's law. I'm hoping will put accountability back into the system. That's my ultimate goal um, is to, uh, to make a change. And um, I know that Caitlin loved helping people. She was the most compassionate person I knew, um, and I absolutely know that that this is what she would she would she would be advocating and I know she wanted to help people and she was actually a part of um, domestic abuse um, Facebook groups we found out and we found this out from the DA um, from the DA they found in her phone a lot of evidence um the uh of the abuse from her phone being a part of these Facebook groups um pictures and um just a lot of stuff that I didn't even know that she was a part of so um she was really trying to, you know, I know she, she wanted to help others. And, um, and, and, and I, I know that she, um, is, you know, is looking from above and, and, um, and pushing me, um, you know, and, and holding me up and, um, to fight for her and her babies. Um, because, you know, he didn't just murder her and her unborn. She'd already had a miscarriage because of the abuse before this. So she's got two babies in heaven with her, um, because of his abuse. Um, in uh, the murder. Um, so, yeah, so Caitlin's law, it's it's going to be to make sure that these R bonds are not given to violent criminals. Um, and, you know, if they're assaulted, on, if they're arrested on any assault charge, that they should not be given a PR bond. And also to make sure they don't get consecutive PR bonds. Um, you know, if they go out and commit a crime, then you go commit another crime. You're not getting out on a personal recognizance bond like you need to serve your time um and so it's just uh
1: that is uh physical, you shouldn't be out that on a PR other... bond I'm sorry I said if anything's physical you shouldn't be out on a PR bond
0: no it's absolutely not i mean it, <laughs> yeah. it it's, yeah. it's it's the PR bond And a lot of people will argue. A lot of people who are for PR bonds, and I'm not saying we're against PR bonds. I mean, I am for PR bonds if 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 it was if it um, how it was originally set out to be. If it was that way today, then I would be fine with PR bonds. But the problem is, is it was made for um, minor offenses. Like, um, you know, they argued that the rich were, you know, the rich would go before a judge and be able to pay their, you know, bill, And so they were getting out of, they weren't having to serve time. And yet the poor people were going and sitting in jail, you know, for several months over like a ticket, you know, or something minor when, because they didn't have money, you know, I mean, if they had money, they would have not have to serve time. So, so that was, that's why it was set up. It was, you know, it was a rich poor discriminatory type of thing. And so I do understand why it was made. Um, and but it was not supposed to be, um, you know, PR bonds. It should not have happened ever over the violent criminal. And that's where the this the whole bail system has gotten so way off track. Um, it's, it's it's so this, the pendulum has swung so far to the left um, that they're just that there's no accountability I, that criminals nowadays, especially in Harris County, um, I mean, it, it's just you know, why would they stop committing crimes? I mean, they know that they're not, they're not human held accountable. I mean, um, right. they're getting away with it. I mean, um, and so I'm just praying that, um, that Caitlin's law will, um, get passed so that other people do not have to, um, live this nightmare that I'll never wake up from. Um, you know, right. we went one day from planning a gender reveal to planning her funeral, like the next day, you know, um, <laughs> It's, so, just, it's just, um, and I have her baby. I mean, I have her baby, uh, Alexis. I'm, I'm raising her baby. Um, and so I, I'm so blessed. Um, but uh, to have Alexis, and she's just her mama made over.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you said that um, she lost two babies with this um, abuse. Was she pregnant twice? She did. She was.
0: Um, well, three times. To- well, three times, including Alexis. So after Alexis, she was pregnant a second time, and um she actually found out in February when he, when she went to the ER that day, that night um, that she called me, she, that's, she found out she was pregnant. Um, And um, within a week of that abuse, um, she miscarried. Um, And um, she would have never admitted it. um, But we all knew and she knew deep inside that it was, he caused it. And we actually found that through, other things after she was murdered that she knew. I mean, whether it was text or someone she talked to, she's told, you know, she knew it was him, but she wasn't ever going to tell me that. Um, She was just, I was just stressed, you know, and I'm like, Caitlin, we know that it was because of Alex's abuse. I mean, she told me details about how, how he abused her in February and he was, um, you know, sitting on her stomach and, you know, just, I just, everything she told me, I, I, I knew it was the abuse that caused the miscarriage and so um but yeah she miscarried that second baby um and then uh and then sadly you know she lost the third with the murder
1: yeah and um didn't you say uh that when she got a call she got a call from him not the court right and
0: that's yes from our knowledge that the court never called her um whenever he got out there was no no knowledge of him getting out other than um she did get a phone call and uh at the very last minute um she was with her stepmom in uh, in Alexis at a hotel that her stepmom you know was staying at and she said that um her stepmom just said Melanie it's like happened so fast she's like she was feeding Alexis she got a phone call she looked at me and said, "Here, you take Alexis. I have to get to the apartment before Alex gets there." He wants me to meet him at the apartment with Alexis. Um, and she said, "And I'm, I'm just I'm not bringing her." He, she was like, "You need to keep Alexis, and I'll I will let you know when it's safe." And um, and yeah, and and uh, she saved Alexis's life. I, I we absolutely believe it was premeditated. Um, he yeah. arranged for her to be there with Alexis. Um, and waited for Caitlin and, you know, um, and he wanted to kill yeah, that baby. So too. He was absolutely going to kill Alexis. And, and, and that's, what's so crazy about this case too, is that he's in for capital murder and he has a bond. Um, I mean, he has a bond right now. I mean, he could absolutely get out. I mean, and that's a very scary thing.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> I, I what's live Texas in thinking? fear. I mean,
1: what is Texas thinking? I mean, how could they do that?
0: It's, it's, I don't know. I have, I don't even know how that happens. I, 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 it's crazy. I mean, I look, I'm constantly like, I'm scared to leave our house. I mean, it's like, I'm constantly looking over, over our shoulder. I'm constantly scared. I mean, I'm locking my door 10, you know, a thousand times at night, checking windows. I mean, I'm just afraid he's, you know, he's going to get out and come finish what he started. And I, you yes. know, and, He's gonna. I'm afraid he's gonna kill Alexis. I'm afraid he's gonna kill me. I mean, me and him. Like he's never liked me because I've always been, you know, Caitlin's advocate, and yeah, and we saw right through him from the beginning. So he didn't like me, and something can, you know. So, um, yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, it's I, w- there's so many red flags. I mean, if if I can speak to anybody that's being in an abusive situation, her biggest thing, and and I've been there is they don't change like i i thought he was going to change they don't change it just gets worse they don't change it just gets worse um i mean so you have to trust your intuition we are given that intuition for a reason and we are given that feeling and if you're fighting those feelings you have to trust it i mean we're i mean god gives us i mean and 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 when we don't trust it i mean it it just gets worse and i mean and and, and, um
1: Yeah, it's such an important part of uh, knowing an abuser is the gut feeling or something doesn't seem right in your head. Uh, there's a great book on that. It's called gift of fear. It's a, like an amazing book. First time I learned to listen to my gut.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It took me uh, I mean, many, many, many years. I mean, to learn from my mistakes and, 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 you know, understand what that feeling really was and that, yeah. you know, and, and I needed to trust it and listen to that intuition. And I used to talk Caitlin that all the time. It's like, you you know, like, you know, I mean, what you need to do. And, and you know, I mean, but she just was so loving. And she just wanted to be loved. And she just, she wanted the happy family. Like, you know, she, yeah. she got pregnant, you know, that second time. And it's like they were separated when she got pregnant. And I just remember thinking oh my gosh like she is going to take him back I just know it like he got her pregnant on purpose so that he would she would take him back I just knew it and I cried and cried and cried and, t- and I was I wanted to be so happy for her and this baby but I just feared feared and feared that she was going to take him back when she got pregnant that second time and she did she absolutely did and um and I just I told her so many times like he's going to kill you and she's like mom I'm giving him one more chance to Caitlin what if you're out of chances like what I mean he's what it, I mean, you you basically, or I mean, he, how bad I even told her, I said, how bad does it have to get? He's going to kill you. Yeah. I remember telling her that. And she just was like, mom, he's going to change. He's going to get help. She, he was the biggest manipulator I have ever met. I mean, he can, he put on the best front in front of people. I mean, he made my daughter, my, my other daughter, Caitlin's sister, Madison. I mean, she just turned 14 in August I mean, he and her, I mean, I mean, he, that was like, I mean, her best bud. Like, you know, I mean, she thought he hung the moon. I mean, he won everybody over. I mean, you know, I mean, everybody, he was just the sweetest, coolest dude. You know, I mean, just so sweet, you know, and hmm. had everyone fooled, or at least he thought he did. I mean, he didn't have me and my parents fooled, but anyone that met him thought that, you know, he just, was the sweetest guy. I mean,
1: so sweet. I Caitlin so good. I would say they can win more Oscars than any actor in Hollywood because of their ability to act. Oh, absolutely.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, and like you said before in and earlier, um, you know, they had their good times. I mean, she absolutely, um, you know, fell in love with a different person. I mean, yeah. um, you know, she she hung on to those good times. And she hung on to, that was, you know, that she thought, you know, that was her best friend. And, and, you know, and she thought that he's just jealous because that's just, you know, he loves me and, you know, I mean, she didn't, but he was overly jealous, overly controlling. um, And, you know, she just didn't see it. She was, you know, kidding herself into thinking it was love. and, And I just was like, no, this is not normal, Caitlin. Like you can't live your life like this. Like, you know, like it doesn't get easier. Like you, and when she married him, I'm like, Oh gosh, like, I'm like, Caitlin, like, yeah. I mean, is this the life you want for your kids? Like, is this the life you're, you want to live for the rest of your life? Like you think it's really going to get better because it really's not. And, um, but she is so strong-minded. Like I said, she just wanted, she wanted her, she didn't want to be a single mom. And she just, you know, she took him back and really thought he was going to change and, and, you know, and, and they don't like I said it's just that's the biggest thing if anybody can get anything out of this conversation is get out I mean trust your gut and get out um for you for your safety for your babies I mean because it um you know sadly I mean Caitlin is a perfect example that you know it just our system is not does not protect you um the only person that can protect you is you um and so you have you have to make that choice and get out and hide I mean if you can right
1: now, after he murdered her, didn't he call the police?
0: He did. He um he uh got he called nine one one on and said, I, "I just killed my wife and um I need help." Um, that's what I was told. Um, he needed police or he needed help. Not the exact words, but I just know he did call nine one one and he called his dad. We were we found out later that he did call his dad as well. Um, in that moment, um, before the police came and then when the police came. Um, I was told that he walked out of the apartment and had blood on his pants. And, um, and I also was told um, the investigator um, that we met with right after he said the first like meeting we had, he sat us down and he said, it was the quickest confession he had ever had in his, his, in his entire career. He said, we sat down, we went, I went to go get DNA from him. And he was like, why do you need DNA? I did it. I killed her cold as cold can be and i mean that's what the investigator told us i mean he was like just in shock
1: and why would there be a bond Um, on that yeah Uh, it's sick
0: i mean it's it's just crazy i i i would love to know how that works i mean i've had i i mean i don't know I, i i to me so many people like how does that even happen? Like, who does he know? <laughs> like, like how does that even work? <laughs> like like uh, it's our, it's our how messed up our system is.
1: Yeah. Well, the judge is setting everybody else up to get murdered too. It, that's in her family for sure. By allowing a bond, he has not reached the bond. Is the bond high for his release right now?
0: It's 500,000. I mean, it's doable. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And I think, um, it's definitely doable. Um, absolutely. So um, I just hope and pray that, you know, no one bells him out. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm hoping and praying that, um, you know, his family and friends, you know, um, see the, you know, the danger that that would be to Alexis, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the thought process is. Um, I don't know where they're, you know, uh, as far as his, you know, family goes, I have no idea. I just know that I have, um, I have signed up for Vine. Um, my parents have, um, you know, the, uh, where, you know, you get a phone call and a text or, you know, whenever, if they get out, we are signed up. Um, so we will get notification. I pray if he ever gets out, like, so that we have um, time to, you know, to flee
1: well mm-hmm. uh, good question um how can people help support you with this Caitlin's law
0: absolutely they uh, we have a um website uh caitlin's dot, dot org um but we haven't done a whole lot with the website because everything's all about social media. So Facebook is where we I've, we've posted a lot of stuff, and I kind of keep up to date on that. Um, I keep everybody up to date on everything with Caitlin Swa so on my Facebook page. Um, so Facebook is really the way to go um, right now. Um, it's and it's Caitlin is spelled very very uniquely. Caitlin um, used to laugh about it because she's like, why did you have to spell my name this way? No one's ever going to get my name right. Uh, And they never did. But it's um, Caitlin and it's spelled C-A-I-T-L-Y N-N-E but it's um, Caitlin's Law um, and that's out on Facebook. But if you also go to .org, I mean, there's a link at the bottom for the Facebook. Um, So you can just pop pop on the link there and it's send you there but um that is um right now um if y'all could, uh, if people could, you know, go like the Caitlin's Law Facebook page, keep up with it because um, we are going to be updating that page. Um, the closer, obviously, we get to election, um, the more interviews, the, the more stuff is going to be happening, um, whether that's, you know, having to get something signed, whether that's, you know what I'm saying? Like the closer we get, the more we will know um, um, kind of what we need from the public to assist us. But right now, it's just getting the story out there. Um, as much as possible. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just making people aware of what Caitlin's law is, um, and how it will save lives. And, um, so that, uh, when it does come time um, for election, um, it's, you know, been known, it's been talked about and, um, hopefully, you know, it will be what, um, makes this change that, you know, should have already happened. Um, Sad that my daughter has to be the poster child for this um, change, yeah. but um, you know, praying that um, it doesn't it it doesn't continue to get worse and more people's lives aren't lost because of um, our this system that's no justice. There's no accountability at at all.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to spell that out for everyone. It's C A I T L Y N N E S L A W. So, Caitlyn's Law. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. it would it, you might be able to receive some help from Leslie at Alicia's Voice as well. She's in Texas as well. Um, maybe all of you together can get a lot out there. I, I pray that you get this through. You need it. Uh, there's no reason why a victim should have to sign up for anything. It should be automatic, automatic that they're mm-hmm. signed up. And, and they're contacted if if they've got a restraining order on someone. That's a, that's an absolute given on getting a mm-hmm. hold of them as soon as they're out. I mean, I I just can't I I just can't wrap my brain around that. Mm.
0: No, I can't either. I really can't. I mean, it happens jail, all over all two. the time.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm glad he's in jail, I'm glad he's in jail. and um, I, I think he, when he goes, I need help. I think he was saying, "I'm psycho," so um, uh, you're gonna let me out early. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I yeah, uh, he said that would be a, mani- a Something like his manipulative, uh, narcissistic ways would probably have said. I, you're probably right, right because he was, like you said, the best actor in the world.
1: Right. Yeah, these men—I mm-hmm. uh, I guarantee you, unequivocally—they could beat out anybody in Hollywood. My ex-husband was the same way. I was just in shock at, at how well he can dupe everyone. Everyone. Mhm. And like absolutely. you said, her younger sister was completely duped by him as well. It. it is oh yeah, crazy. absolutely. Yeah yeah okay. it's very
0: it was sad yeah, I mean, it was so, so sad for yeah for her, i mean for her i'm mean, it's shocked yeah. i mean just so she had a you know she's been through a lot i mean saying like' uh she was absolutely fooled and and it just makes us you know question you know just when something like this happens you know to your sister or you know your daughter i mean just yeah. I
1: trust like where you just sit the evil out there it's just you know it's just it's
0: it's just it's a, it's a very scary world.
1: Yeah, and she probably is second-guessing her ability to to identify behaviors, right? Um, I would if I was exactly. her, for sure. Uh,
0: exactly. And we've talked about that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, she absolutely has. Well, I'm so glad that you have the baby, and I'm so glad that he wasn't able to hurt the baby. And I'm so sorry that you lost your daughter. Absolutely. Absolutely, no one should Thank have you. to go through that. Thank okay, I'm you. Gonna, I'm gonna uh-huh. As much as I can um, to help you out, um, definitely I would like you to join us at the DV conference. I know you'll be in Florida, but we can pre-record anything you'd like for the conference if you'd like. Great. That sounds great. And uh, I'm just so grateful that um, you're, What was it, your publicity team? I don't know. That contacted me. It was great.
0: (laughs) They're awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They're absolutely awesome. So thank you so much for being on tonight. And I so appreciate you sharing this with us. I know it had to have been extremely difficult. And I'm so sorry. So very sorry. Um, Thank you you very much. And thank you for the
0: opportunity.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I want to do everything we can to help you with your law. Hopefully, we have the same laws in this state. Um, if not, it's definitely something to look into because, uh, that is way too scary.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah. You have a good night and thank you so much for joining us.
0: Yes, ma'am. Thank y'all. You have a good night. You as well. Okay.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I want to thank Melanie for joining us tonight and, um, and hearing her story in Texas and what she went through, what her daughter went through, um, losing two babies and knowing that he wanted to kill the the third one. And he called her and said, said so, um, you know, meet me at such and such a place. And that's where he killed her. So I want to wish everyone a good night. Please stay safe. And again, I'll be on every Thursday night through October. Have a good night.